Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is. As we roll on, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. We have David Pollock earlier this morning talking about the big games of this weekend, particularly the single biggest one of the entire year. We got a ton of football to get to today. We've been all over the baseball, but right now there's something I just need you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. I just want you to know I'm embarrassed by what this show has become. I'm embarrassed, and I will tell you why. So the other day we had an admittedly unfortunate conversation about the sexual habits of spiders. It came up because Devin put it in the rundown, and I found myself fascinated by it. If you weren't with me the other day, basically there are these sexually aggressive spiders in Ireland that are the size of your fist and can go from zero to 60 in one second. Who isn't fascinated by that? The part of it I found most interesting is, who's gauging the sexual aggressiveness of spiders, and why, and what concerns should this be of people? So we had that conversation, and subsequently, that day, Bubba, after we had that discussion, I received this email from Buster Olney. From Buster Olney! Of course it was Buster. I received an email... From one of the the, the best-known baseball insiders in the industry, Robert Stanberry, only the third. And it was an email. I'm just going to read it to you verbatim. He sent me the link to a story in the New York Post of which the headline says, Swimmers warned to be aware of sexually aggressive dolphin. To be clear, we're not talking about a Miami dolphin. We're talking about a mammal, a dolphin, that swimmers have been warned to be aware of because it is sexually aggressive. And he writes to me, Buster, gives a whole other universe of consideration for Speedo wearers. Now, there are two things about this that bother me. One, I could not keep myself from clicking this link. I could not not read a story about a sexually aggressive dolphin and why swimmers are warned to be aware of it. I will ask again, as I did with the spiders. Are these dolphins being aggressive with us? Like, it's all well and good. Maybe it isn't, but it isn't my problem if this dolphin is being sexually aggressive with other dolphins. (laughs) But I had to know, is the suggestion that this dolphin is being amorous with humans? And to my horror, it turns out the answer is yes. But even that wasn't the worst part. The worst part is that I'm now a person, I'm now the host of a show that people send that story to. I used to be somebody. I was taken seriously. You're the disgusting story guy. I'm now now (laughs) that guy. Whenever there's a shark attack, people tag me on Twitter. I'm endlessly tagged by (laughs) shark attack stories. Spider sex, and now sexually aggressive dolphins who want to get with people. When did this happen? And I don't mean the dolphins. I mean to me. How did this happen? I'm in all these halls of fame. How did I become this person? Baba, how did this happen? I blame Hembo. I do too. How is this my fault? I don't at all? know, but I feel like you have kind of egged me on. Have I? Like we, we see, Hembo's the only one. See, the way this show works is that Nuno and Devin and Bubba are all up in Bristol, Connecticut. I'm in New York City, where we do get up from. Hembo is here with me. So Hembo has my ear, 
after the get-up meeting every day, Hembo and I go into my office, we close the door, and we plan the radio show. And obviously, everyone has a lot of say in it, but he's got the last word. And I do feel, Hembo, is that every time we have the decision to make between should I talk about the rookie quarterbacks and the situations they're in or the sexually amorous dolphin, you always <laughs> skew towards the sexual dolphin. I'm, uh, you, think, you think I favor the sexual dolphin? That would be a fascinating huh. name, by the way, for a fantasy team. Wouldn't it? The sexual dolphins? <laughs> That's my team. Game Greeny playing this week against the sexual dolphins. That could be your fantasy name. Who are you playing this week? Uh, uh, well, I don't know who I'm playing week one, but my point is I'm game. My, my team, my fantasy name is Gang Greeny, like the Jets are Gang Green, so I'm Gang Greeny. It is boring. We can do better. No, we can't do better. Should we? Should we actually ask the audience watch it, what would be a fun, creative team name? See, again, we're gonna, you just led me down we're this We're going to get some bad no- comments there, bro. There's nothing wrong with my fantasy team I- name. I thought we were talking about the Bears quarterbacks this segment. Like right now. Well, That's not are. my fault, is it? That's the next thing in the rundown is, is we're going to get into. We're very unlikely to get to that at this point. Well, no, we're going to get there. I'm going to somehow segue from the Dolphins to the Bears, just not the Dolphins you were expecting. Once again, in the story, it says that there are Dolphins whose mating habits have now become such that they actually are kind of into people. I don't get it. I'm watching the video right now that's posted on this link. Yeah. And everything looks sort of on the up and up. Watching I mean, this the dolphin, video? Yeah, I mean, I'm watching this There's dolphin. a video, Bubba. I'm watching on your video. work computer? On my what work are you doing? computer. I'm watching this sexually you aggressive dolphin video. You shouldn't be watching that. No, on I don't my work think, computer. No. But, like, I, there's, like 20, there's, like, 20 kids in the water with it. People are watching. 20 uh, kids, the the kids water. Out of the water. Get the kids <laughs> out of the water. Everyone looks, everyone's having fun here. I get, see everyone having fun here. Get the kids out of the water. Remember the scene in Jaws where the woman comes up to the mayor and gets all <laughs> mad at him? She, I just found out that you knew that this was dangerous and you kept the beaches open. My son is dead and I just want you to know that. That's what the mother says to the mayor in Jaws. I'm telling you right now, get the kids out of the water. If there's a sexually amorous dolphin in the water, I don't want my kids in there. This dolphin does look pretty spry. It is I mean, a spry dolphin. It's not going anywhere it shouldn't, but it doesn't look quite normal to me. No, it's not normal. It is sexually attracted to people. That is the point I'm trying to make. And I'm trying to tell you that what bothers me the most about it is that that that, that Buster, of all people, <laughs> yeah. Buster. I mean, have you seen Buster? What's up with that comment of his? That he like that he was that a joke he was making? The Speedo wearers joke? It gives a whole other universe of consideration for Speedo wearers. <laughs> which does raise the question. <laughs> Do you think Buster wears a Speedo? What are the chances that Buster wears a Speedo? Have you ever in your life, I, I'm, I'm looking right at you, I, I want an honest answer. Hambo, have you ever worn a Speedo? I've never worn a Speedo. And I'm certain that Buster has never worn it. Buster has never even taken his shirt off before. <laughs> have you seen Buster? Buster, you think he swims in I've a shirt? I've seen darker well, shades didn't, of milk. Didn't we, we had this discussion. <laughs> weren't we talking, when, we, we, when Hembo was running around shirtless, didn't Buster say, hey, do whatever you want? I think Buster's pro. Uh, yeah. He's kind of live and let live. Yeah, I mean, he's up, you know, he a Vermont guy running yeah, around. You he know. doesn't live his life that way. No, nah, but they're very free in Vermont. That is a Milking free... things. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's a milker. Hey, he's a do, milker. Do you think he knows anything about sexually aggressive cows? Uh, I, well, I mean, he probably knows anything there is to be known and about more sexually than most people, I would aggressive assume. cows. Yes, because he was raised on a dairy we, we farm. You might want to do this with but him. But don't maybe. change the subject. Bubba, have you ever worn a Speedo? Absolutely not. No. Have you? Yes, I have, because I'm much older than you guys are. So when I was a kid, that's all there was. There were no trunks. That's what you wore. Now, I haven't worn one since I was a kid, 
Got when it. I was a kid, when you went swimming, you went swimming like in a little bathing suit. That's remember what the NBA players used to wear? Like we didn't used to have fabric. Like back. <laughs> you right? save, Rich, you right, saving right? fabric? Rich is older than me. Rich, right? You didn't have anything else to you swim were in. Saving up for the war? Like what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. But that's what. No one, literally, no one wore a. I never even saw trunks. When did trunks trunks come in? Sometime in the, like, maybe the 80s. The 80s? Yeah, I think Michael Jordan started that. Just saving all of our fabric until the 80s? No, I don't know. It just never occurred to anyone. I think, like, at some point, like, someone probably said, like, Jesus, can we do something else besides wear this? Because we look horrendous. And, and, and they finally did. I mean, but no one had thought of it yeah, before. That's, you're exposing the worst part of it. Look men. that up. When did swimming trunks start? I, I, I would like to do some research into that. All right. I, we have spent much more time on this than I meant to. I wanted to do the Bears this, quarterback But, but it's not here. my fault. This, you started the segment. This is not my fault. But I was going to. Coming up it, next, sexual bears. I was going to keep it short, but we then wound up now getting sidetracked into all of this nonsense. Straight Talk Wireless, by the way. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure they'll enjoy the we placement of this. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Available, the actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. You got anything? I'm seeing that in 1964, it was what was invented was called the the monkini. <laughs> Sorry, the <laughs> what? The monkini, which is um, included a bottom that extended from the midriff to the upper thigh, held up by shoestring laces that made a halter around the neck. This is not what you're looking for. No, that's not what I wore. Nothing that had a halter <laughs> around the neck. Okay, I didn't swim didn't have like in piece. a singlet. You didn't I, have I, the I neck piece. I wasn't wrestling at the same time that I was going in the pool. I, but, I'll well, be able to find you a better answer. Okay, we'll find out the answer to this trunks question. But, but I'm no telling you right now, everybody my age is agreeing with me. No one had trunks. You swam in, 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 in Speedos or whatever they were called then, just a little bathing suit. That's all a bathing but suit no was. But no shoestring laces around the neck. And they were un- Unquestionably, my neck was bare. <laughs> I swam bare. My neck was exposed. And I would have to keep it away from the dolphins. Anyway, all right. Uh, we have a million different things to get to here, of which we just got to none. And I'm, in, I'm further embarrassed by that. Coming up, another thing someone is saying that is just obviously not true. And this time, it is an absolute superstar. You will hear that next. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. The beginning of the season. Oh, man, I want to be in that moment. This is one of them things we say, man, I wish I had that right now. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. This is Mina Kimes, and I am ready. This is Jason Fitz. My beloved Raiders are ready. This is Freddie Coleman. The Alabama Crimson Tide. Roll Tide. They are ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around 
different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny rolling along here and trying to pull things back together again. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. And by the way, it's the summer of Dash Pass. Members are getting $10 off groceries, alcohol, and pet food because summer. Try Dash Pass for free. Get year-round savings, exclusive menu items, and zero delivery fees now. In the DoorDash app, terms and conditions apply. The Scoop. So here's the scoop. I told you earlier that there are some things that everybody knows and that no one says. Then there are other things that everyone says, even though they know them not to be true. Joel Embiid, I've always liked because he seems to be a guy who just kind of will tell you what he really thinks. Uh, I've had my ups and downs with some of his Twitter stuff, but one way or another, he seems to be, I think, a pretty straightforward, direct person. He has now denied a reported rift with Ben Simmons and said in a series of tweets yesterday he loves playing with Simmons. He posted, stop using my name to people's agendas. I love and hate drama. I love playing with Ben. He's an amazing player. We all didn't get the job done. Now, come on. There's no way that's true, right? And there's literally no way. Now, I get it. I will give him the benefit of the doubt. I fully understand why he can't tweet, I hate playing with Ben Simmons. The guy can't shoot. For crying out loud, get me someone who can space the floor a little bit. Move him on somewhere else. I have no idea what they think of each other personally. Maybe you, the Philly guy, know that better than I do. Hembo, do you have any sense of of any sort of on off court relationship between the two. Well, what we do know is that they've done the absolute best they can to play together, and by and large, have gotten along just fine. But we also know that after Ben Simmons passed up that wide open dunk in the playoffs, two hours later, when he was asked in the news conference what the turning point was uh, in the series, Joel Embiid said Ben Simmons doing that. Joel Embiid's a smart guy. He's going to be the Sixers franchise. He's the face of the franchise for the next five years. He knows that he can't win a championship with Ben Simmons. My guess is that at some point this summer, he sat down with Daryl Morey and, they, and he said, let's not sabotage this, this guy's trade value. That's my best. That, I think that's right. I think if Embiid says, I want to keep playing with Ben and keep winning championships, then that enables the Sixers to continue trying to get something excellent mm. in exchange for him. And so I don't have a problem with it. I just wanted to point it out because we gave an example earlier today, a much more serious one, but just of things that people, there's, there, there are two things. There are things people say, and everyone knows they don't mean it. And there are things that people can't say that everyone knows. And so we've had examples of each of those so far today. All right, that's one scoop. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. The scoop. Here's another scoop. I hate it when reality intrudes on our world of sports, but of course it has, and our thoughts are with everybody in the New Orleans area. And look, here in the New York area, we were hit pretty hard by a tornado that went through here, and the hurricane had 
You may have seen some video on social media or on the television of subway stations and other things being flooded. And, and I, I, you know, I've I seen that there have been some loss of life even here in the Northeast, which doesn't usually happen or doesn't happen nearly as frequently, of course, in these storms. So uh, first and foremost, our thoughts are with everybody who's been severely impacted by this period. New paragraph. The impact on sports is such that the Saints um, have had to relocate not only their practicing, but they're going to play their opener in Jacksonville. So New Orleans has moved. They, I mean, the city of New Orleans, of course, has been devastated here, as, as everyone knows. And they have relocated their training to the campus of TCU, which is in the Dallas, Texas area. And now their opening game, they're just not going to be able to play at the Superdome, even though from what I've read, the Superdome was actually not that impacted. But the city is just not ready to host a game. And so um, they're going to play their opener against Green Bay, which is, you know, it's a big game against a really good team. Um, They're going to play that game in Jacksonville. And so, again, New Orleans has long been one of my favorite cities. I was about to say my favorite American cities. Frankly, I wouldn't have to quantify it that way. It's one of my favorite cities in the world. It's a wonderful place to visit. It's a wonderful place to go for big sports events, which of course they host as well as anyone and as frequently as anyone. And I'm reminded of two visits to New Orleans whenever these things happen. The really famous one I was there for, which is the Monday night game which is known, I guess, as the Steve Gleason game, right? The game where he blocks the punt and they beat Atlanta. And that was played in September of 06, just a few months. No, I should, I should say it was a year after Katrina, right? Katrina was 05. They played that whole season on the road, excuse me. And then uh, the following year, they played week three, if I'm remembering it right, on a Monday night, and it was an ESPN game. So we all went down there. I remember actually flying down with Robin Roberts, she was going down there to do Good Morning America from there. It was a very, very big deal. The first major sporting event or event of any kind, I think, in New Orleans after Katrina. But that isn't the one I remember most vividly. I think it's been a long time since I've told you this story. But the first championship event that was held in New Orleans after Katrina was actually the Arena Bowl. The Arena League, Arena Football played their championship game there July 29th of 2007. And that was the season that Mike and I did the games. So Mike and I were there for a week. We spent a week in New Orleans. And my everlasting recollection of that week, because the radio show had had gone on TV by that time, and people recognized us. It, It wasn't what it ultimately became, but people knew who we were. And especially walking down the street with Mike, he's very recognizable, obviously, because he's, if nothing else, because he's so big. But when we would walk down the street, I, I, my, my everlasting reaction or, or memory of the reaction was for people yelling, Mike and Mike, tell everyone how great we're doing. Mike and Mike, you got to go on the radio and tell everybody New Orleans is back. Mike and Mike, you got to tell everyone how great we're doing. And I remember looking around and thinking, that's not what I see. Like the city was still devastated. And it made me so sad. I felt so sad for the people because they wanted so badly. Um, I think that there was just a sort of a... a two separate psychological things working at the same time. One of them is, I think, the very practical wanting people to start coming back to New Orleans, which is such an important part of of what they are there. And I think the other was just sort of the psychological component of wanting to believe something to be true in some ways that that quite evidently from an outsider's perspective was not. But one way or another, that I, it's a week I'll never forget having been there. And so I, I hope against hope that we're not looking at a situation that bad here this time. But one way or another, I just wanted to make mention of that and, and send out my best wishes and thoughts and from everybody here 
to everybody down in, in that area that has been so impacted by this and hope that you are safe and well. And I can mention that thousands affected by Hurricane Ida urgently need support. You can donate at redcross.org slash ESPN. That's redcross.org slash ESPN to help the Red Cross respond to and help people recover from this disaster. So we will see, uh, again, if and when the Saints are able to go back there. Again, in the scheme of things, that's obviously so unimportant, but we're a sports show and we will keep you abreast of the sports elements of all of this. I'll, I'll pause briefly on that thought. Coming up, we will get to the Bears quarterback question that we didn't get to earlier and a variety of other reasons to believe that we might be seeing the beginning of the best era in NFL history. I'll tell you what it is right after this. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, right, Greeny, with you on ESPN Radio. Busy we are, coming to you live as always from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17 and delighted that you are with us. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, no contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability coverage and speed may vary. Meanwhile... Hembo, you asked me an interesting question, or at least brought up an interesting thought. Um, One day earlier this week, and I have meant to get it in every single day, because it goes back to something that I have been saying for quite some time. Remind everyone of what that was. My question, Greeny, is why does Andy Dalton play any role, any role in the decision of when to play Justin Fields? It doesn't make any sense in the world to me. If you draft a quarterback in the first round, he is your organizational priority, regardless of what else is going on in your quarterback room. So answer me that question. Yes. Let, let's actually take it a step farther. Justin Fields is either ready to play or he's not, which is to say, if it is in the long-term best interest of the organization to play him or to not play him, then he should not be your backup. That, that is what I have long said, and I feel like that's what you're saying. Why would you trade Nick Foles? If you're telling me putting Justin Fields on the field right now is not the best thing for him or for our football team, then you're telling me if Andy Dalton turns his ankle on the first series a week from Sunday night against the Rams, suddenly he's ready? I don't get it. Why is he ready for one of those but not ready for the other? I understand keeping three quarterbacks on your roster is a luxury, but these are unusual circumstances. So are trading two draft picks or up up and moving up nine spots in the draft to take a quarterback. You have hitched your wagon to Justin Fields. 
He is the franchise. You could just rename them now. They're no longer the Chicago Bears, the Chicago Fields. And I'm not saying that just about him, but this is true whenever a team makes this kind of commitment in a quarterback, particularly this team, considering their history, both recent and endless, of quarterback mistakes. You need to do everything possible to get it right with this kid. So the answer to the question, when should Justin Fields play, should exclusively be when he's ready and not one minute sooner and not one minute later. And so the point is, if you're going to run him out there, because Aaron Donald hits Andy Dalton in the second quarter of a game at SoFi Stadium a week from Sunday night and out trots just, oh, the Justin Fields era begins. Does that make sense? It doesn't to me, especially if you have a guy like Nick Foles there. So I believe the one number that should not be attached to Fields is the number two, ironically. Because he should either be the number one, he should either be QB1 or QB3. He's either ready to play or he's not. And if he's not, that's fine with me. And if your belief is the offensive line is so bad, and I've been getting notes from people in Chicago who are very close to the situation telling me, Greeny, you don't realize how bad this offensive line is going to be. They would get this kid killed if they put him out there. And if you see that hit, no matter, and we show it on a loop on Get Up Every Morning, for anyone who hasn't seen it, he got hit and a blindside hit in the game against Buffalo because the guy comes in untouched and Justin Fields has no idea he's there. And Fields is looking left and this guy comes from his right and Fields doesn't know that he's about to get hit until his helmet has flown off. And it's scary as hell. And, and, and the good news is he's not hurt and that's great. But uh, in a regular season game, you can't have that. It's not good for him and it's not good for the team. So what I'm saying is I have no problem with it if he's not ready to play. I see the spectacular stuff he does in the preseason games just like everybody else, but I don't see everything else. So whatever it is they think they know about him, if they're telling us he's not ready to play, that's fine. But then he can't be ready to play in the second quarter of that game either. Right, because if if they had never signed Andy Dalton, right, which was controversial at the time, they tweeted QB1, yeah. and we were just dealing with Nick Foles and Justin Fields, are we still doing this charade? Because that's, that's what I don't understand. There's, if you look at their recent track record, there is no difference between the players except for the fact that Nick Foles is much more decorated. If they had never signed Andy Dalton, are we still doing this? Is this an Andy Dalton thing, or is this a Justin Fields thing? Well, I think they're trying to act like it's an Andy Dalton thing. I, I think it is actually more a Justin Fields thing. Uh, which is to say, I think they don't think he's ready. Like a quarterback needs to be ready to protect himself when he goes out on the field. And that means with his recognition of where trouble might be coming from, not his ability to run for his life. Probably only two or three quarterbacks in the whole NFL can run for their life as well as Justin Mm. Fields can. But that's not what you're looking to base an offense around. So if Justin Fields is, is, and I don't know what he can and can't do, but I saw that play against Buffalo. And I think their offensive line might be as bad as any in the National Football League. And if that's the case, and they've just decided for whatever reason, it's their decision to make, not mine. If they've decided we're not putting him out there behind that line right now, then they should not put him out there if Dalton gets hurt early in the season. So then either. they should not trade Nick Foles. That's what I think. All right. That's, that, that's really what we're saying. I feel like you agree. I agree. Does it make sense to you, Baba? If, 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 if you're going to do this, then do it right. Do it all the way. Don't allow the decision of when you're going to play the kid to be dictated by external circumstances, mm. by circumstances that are not about his best interests 
short term or long. Does that make sense to you, Bubba? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad we won you over with that. I feel a great sense of relief, although now I would say I sort of question my entire thinking. Why? Meanwhile, sneaky big news. Sneaky big news. Trevor Lawrence is as advertised. And this is what I meant. I'm going to run through some numbers for you here. When I said we may be entering the best era in NFL history, because we had five first-round quarterbacks taken this year, and I know it's just preseason. But, boy, they look like they're all the goods, don't they? Like, this could be that unique situation. Going back to 83, and I had Jim Kelly on yesterday talking about it. You know, that class had Elway and Marino and Kelly. And it had Ken O'Brien and Tony Eason and, and Todd Blackledge. And they had varying levels of respectable careers. But this one looks like we got five kids who might, might really be the goods. And the one who I think is getting the least attention from the moment the draft process started is Trevor Lawrence. And I get it because everyone said, well, he's the best one. He's going to go number one. He's a generational talent. That sort of goes in one ear and out the other ear. And there's nothing to really talk about. But did you know that according to NFL Next Gen Stats, his completion percentage above expectation. So I know that's a lot of words. I'm always concerned about that on the radio. Let me make it clear. The passes he's throwing, the reasonable expectation you would have of his completion percentage, his is 13% better than you would expect, which is more than double the next closest quarterback in this preseason. I'm not talking about the rookies. I'm talking about anyone. 46 quarterbacks threw enough passes during this preseason to qualify. Trevor Lawrence completed passes that would not be expected to be completed more than double the amount of times anyone else did, and that anyone else includes all the best quarterbacks in football. Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't play. You know what I mean. What I'm trying to say is Trevor Lawrence was much better in the preseason than people are giving him credit for. He was completing passes that people should not reasonably have been expected to complete. Trevor Lawrence is as advertised. Now, I'm worried about him because that's a bad team, and Urban Meyer has given me cause for concern. I I don't know what's going on. Like, I know Urban a little, and I like him, and I think he's super smart. But there have been, it is impossible to ignore the missteps that have taken place since he got there. So it's enough that it actually, I think, has become something that there is reason for some active level of concern. Like, is he really all there and all in on this thing? Has he done all the work? I'd love to be pleasantly surprised because I'd like to see Urban have some success, and I certainly don't wish ill upon the kid. Trevor Lawrence is the goods. Let's put it that way. That stat tells me Trevor Lawrence is the goods. But Pro Football Focus gave grades for all the first-round rookie quarterbacks this preseason. Trey Lance's was not that high. I think we understand he's going to take a little time. you got to give him some slack. He played at the Division II level, and he only played 17 games at the Division II level and only one last year. That's going to take a little doing, and they have the luxury of having Jimmy Garoppolo to play. Justin Fields, his grade from Pro Football Focus was 67.6. That's good. Right? It's, it's a good grade. It's not a spectacular grade, but it's a good grade. And we also understand he's another of the players that we thought was going to require a little time if you go back to the pre-draft process. There's nothing wrong with that. He's not going to start week one. 
Trevor Lawrence's grade is 78.3. Zach Wilson's grade is 85.7. And Mac Jones's grade is the highest graded preseason by a rookie ever. Pro Football Focus has only been keeping track of this for eight years, but still, he's first and Patrick Mahomes is second. So if you're wondering, what did Bill Belichick see that made him decide what he saw was the best performance by a rookie quarterback in at least the last eight years? Better than Mahomes, better than anyone. So what does all this mean? I think it means that there is a real chance that this is that extraordinarily rare case where all five teams will come away saying, we got the right guy. I think Lawrence is going to be a star if he has the opportunity to be. I think Zach Wilson is going to be a star if he has the opportunity to be. Neither one of those franchises have given you confidence. I'm going to take my fandom out of it. If you're a football fan and you're a football observer and analyst, neither the Jacksonville Jaguars nor the New York Jets in recent years have given you reason to be confident that they will put the young players in the right positions in order to have a chance to succeed. And no player could overcome some of the adversity that some young quarterbacks face. But if they do, and both of them have turned over a new leaf here with, you know, Sala and everybody else with the Jets, and, and I, I like the moves they've made so far, and then Urban, let's see what that is in Jacksonville. I think both those guys are the goods. Trey Lance, I think everyone thinks is going to be great. It's just going to take a little time. And Fields and, and Mac Jones may be in the best situation of them all. I think Mac Jones will be the, quarter, will be the starting quarterback in a playoff game this year. I genuinely believe that. I don't think any of the other four of them will. Let's actually make that an interesting question. How many of the rookie quarterbacks will start a playoff game this year? There are five of them. Hembo. I will say two. Two? Okay, don't tell me which ones yet. Okay. Bubba, how many of the rookie quarterbacks will start a playoff game this year? Um, one. Okay, and is that one Mac Jones? Yes. Okay, and that's the one I think also. Now, you're going to tell me, Hembo, that the other is Trey Lance. That's what I think. That you think by the end of the season, Lance will have displaced Garoppolo and will be the starter. Here's what I'll say. The reason that that makes sense is because of Garoppolo's history of being unable to stay healthy. And if Garoppolo gets hurt, I agree. That does that almost doesn't count. Uh, well, it, it does count because if if they make That's the playoffs, a caveat. I asked the question: Is he going to be starting a playoff game or not? Of course, it counts. If he is the starting quarterback in a playoff game, it satisfies the requirement of the question. Yeah, I mean it does, but it doesn't. He, because I know what you're what you're getting at, and this is why Bubba is so is such a genius. Mm. And for many of you who may not know this, I mean Bubba before his career in broadcasting, he wrote his dissertation on almost exactly this. He has multiple postgraduate degrees. So he's, he's an extraordinarily learned person. And in this area, what he's telling you is that while that may be an, an accurate answer to the question, it doesn't actually address the subject that the question is meant to ask. Right. Having said that, so I will say that's the reason I'm saying one. Because I believe that if Garoppolo is healthy, he will keep that job all year. Mm. And I think there is a real chance they make a deep playoff run with Garoppolo at quarterback, which will make that really complicated because they have to give the ball to Trey Lance. They traded up to take him, not 20-whatever-it-was where Jordan Love went, but third, and it's not Aaron Rodgers in front of him. But if that team, let me ask you this, if that team goes to the Super Bowl again with Garoppolo at quarterback, which I think they could, 
Can they still get rid of him and give the ball to Lance the next year? Probably not. Probably not. They got to bring him back. It's almost a fascinating. It's a delightful problem to have, but it actually could be a little bit of a problem. It's a a fascinating decision they will have to make if it winds up going that way. Either way, I believe Garoppolo. I think that team will make the playoffs, and I think Garoppolo will be the starter all year. I do not believe the Bears will make the playoffs. I do not believe the Jaguars will make the playoffs. And it hurts my heart to say I don't believe the Jets will make the playoffs. So I think that the only one of them who will start a playoff game will be Mac Jones. And not only do I think he'll start one, I think he'll win one. I think that the at least and the Patriots are going to be really good this You're year. You're sticking with the Patriots. Winning a playoff Winner game of the AFC The East, other day right? you said winning the AFC East. Now right. you've got winning a playoff game. Correct. you got to make another uh, I, I think there, You here. want me to give that? There you go. Hashtag KOD. <laughs> the kiss of death. I, I believe that the New England Patriots are going to win the division. And I think that, that Matt, they are going to win a playoff game with Mac Jones as their starting quarterback. I don't know if they can get the number one seed because the division is really tough. I think the inside track for the number one seed, I've been saying it over and over again in the AFC, is Tennessee. The Titans, no team has had a better preseason than the Titans. Because Urban Meyer, it's not obvious he knows he's coaching an NFL team yet. The Texans are clearly the worst team in the NFL. And everything that could go wrong has gone wrong in Indianapolis. Including a quarterback who is obviously not vaccinated, which means you have no idea how much time Carson Wentz is going to miss if he's not suffering from football injuries, which his history tells us he will. So I think that the Titans are the surest bet to win their division. They're an excellent team. Their defense can't get worse. It'll get at least a little better. So I think the Titans will be the number one seed in the AFC. You think the Titans are going to have a better record than the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes, for sure. I think the Chiefs have a much tougher division. But don't you think the Chiefs are a much better team? Than? Tennessee? No. I think they're a better team. I don't know that they're a much better team. I think they're a better team. People, we act like the Kansas City Chiefs have just separated themselves from everybody. Their quarterback has. And he's the best, and, and, and until proven otherwise, it, it would be tough to pick against them. Do I think if I had to right now bet an amount of money that mattered to me and pick one team to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, I would say them. But it would not shock me at all if Tennessee wound up in the Super Bowl or Cleveland or New England or Buffalo it might be too soon for the Chargers, but the Chargers, I think, might have a chance to be sneaky good. So you think the AFC is just loaded? Loaded. loaded. Of course. Who doesn't? Do you not think the AFC is loaded? I think the AFC is very good, but I think there's a, still a gap between the Chiefs and everyone else. I, I don't see it that way. I think they're wow. the best team, but I don't think it is by that wide of a margin. So you think the, the Buccaneers' path to getting back is much, much easier than the Chiefs' Not path. even close. Not even close. There are three teams in the NFC that I, I, I give any chance to winding up in the Super Bowl so, besides Tampa. So power rank this for me. Give me the top five teams right now. Are four of them in the AFC? Uh, see, Green Bay and the Rams, I think, both have a chance to be good. But if I were to power rank the NFC, I would go Tampa, Green Bay, the Rams, and then a huge drop-off to Washington and, and anybody else you want to put in there. No well, one else is close. Well, right, where, Cowboys, where would... yeah. Cowboys. <laughs> Bubba, unfortunately for your Cowboys, it is now September. Oh, so the months man. where they're really good, unfortunately, have come to an end. All right, got to remind everybody that you need to be playing DraftKings 
with me this season and because it is just great. Football is here and there's no better place to get in on the action than DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. And to bring you closer to the action, DraftKings is giving all new players a free shot at a million dollars during week one. You pick your lineup, you stay under the cap, you see how your team stacks up. It's great. I do it every single week. Download the DraftKings app right now and use my name, Greeny, as the code. And for a new limited time, new players can get a free shot at a million dollars during week one. Don't miss out on the action. Enter Greeny. You'll get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code Greeny. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. This was, as always, a very delightful and enjoyable day. Stay away from the Dolphins. If you were listening, you know what I mean. See you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.